for joining us for this week's chapter of Not in the Textbooks podcast, where we sit and chat about the nitty-gritty never discussed in any of your textbooks. I'm Tanja. And I'm Audra. But before we dig into today's chapter, let's clear up some business. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views within are our own or are our guests' own. They do not reflect our profession, their profession, or any entity with whom we may have connections for employment now, in the past, or even in the future. If you need medical attention, advice, or care, please seek your own personal medical practitioner, not our podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hello. Well, hello. And how are you? Jesus, Mary. (laughs) I am truly faking it till I make it. How about you? I am super fantastic. Just get whatever you need for the love of everything green and purple. Just get whatever it is you need, son. I forgot the pink battery charger. God knows. Get it, please. It's important. Enjoyed your recording. Just be kind. Can we just be kind, please? Can't you just be kind? I mean, for heaven's sakes. Can we, can we, we, you should just be kind. I'm super fantastic, thanks. Well, I am so glad to hear that. Mm, Yeah, yourself. Mm -hmm. I match that Mm -hmm. super fantastic Take one of these recorders, baby. Just pick one of these up. There you go. That that battery charger will work just fine. If not, this one will. We have this one. Uh, we have this one. The, the, the pink one's still in here. Well, then go get the pink one. Okay. Why doesn't he take two in case one doesn't work? It'll save him a trip back out. Just a suggestion. I don't know. Be <laughs> doubly covered. Nope. Nope. We're not going to do that. Why would we do that? So, yeah, you're good, bad, and ugly, please. Oh, the good. Let's see. State came back home. <laughs> they missed you. They did. They missed us. Um, they came for two reasons. One of those reasons had four sub-reasons attached. And to break that code, that means one reason they came to visit was on a complaint. Mm -hmm. And actually, it was four complaints. By four different people or? Yeah, four different complaints on four different residents one of them was clear back another one clear back to december i guess they didn't think about mentioning that um like when they were here the last time or the time before or the time before that yeah so um so anyway they came with four um and then they also came to clear us of the open deficiencies we still had from like one or two surveys that we still had open. I don't know because should I lose count? That's why I'm a wound nurse now and not a mathematician. Um, 
anyway, after a very grueling week, uh, they did exit. Um, part of the good. Good is, riddance uh, to them. Yes, yes, um, yes. Oh, and all four complaints were unsubstantiated. Oh, that's like a gift from the gods. Yes, because one of them was a little scary. It's amazing just the things that families go through when loved ones are lost, you know. Um, but yeah. anyway, all four of those complaints were unsubstantiated, thank goodness. And then all week that they spent in our building was uh, a positive because they also were able to clear us of all outstanding uh, tags and deficiencies that we had open. So... We are free and clear. I'm sure probably for another two-month run because I think we're due for our annual in July. I was going to say, their annual, they're going to come right back for, for that. So maybe a couple of months. Maybe a yeah, few months because, break. Uh, I believe our annual is due, I think they came last year in July because it was right before I started. Because yeah. when I started, they were coming back to try and clear the plan of correction. Um and uh, for those of you that don't know, um, they can come anywhere from, uh, what is it? Uh, can they come like 60 days to six months prior to your actual survey? So you have a window of when they can come. So I'm, I'm sure they'll come back within a couple of weeks <laughs> at least a couple of months i mean um, they will miss you they will feel like they're they working need to come back right and they're working on their frequent flyer miles i know there's some big reward at the end of this rainbow for them <laughs> um yeah but it was uh good to hear that yes <clears throat> uh all of those complaints were unsubstantiated um it was a little disheartening to see all of the charts that they were looking at. There is a way to figure that out. Um, and so to see that they were looking at so many that had to do with that those residents had wounds, that that kind of uh, made me a little nervous just because I'm still trying to, I was just really getting comfortable uh, a little bit and then poof to have them you know come up out of the water again and then to be focused so hard on wounds but then I had to take a breath and remind myself that depending on the census of your building that determines what their sample number is then they have to pull so many more samples that resemble the target resident now they've now targeted um so that can end up depending on the number of people in your building that can end up being either 
a comfortable number or maybe a not-so-comfortable number. Uh, but during their exit, they did say that they could see since they were last there uh, that changes have been made, that documentation, you know, all of these things are so much better. Uh, and knowing that some of that was me, you know, my work has, they can see improvement in, they can see areas that myself as where as other coworkers are working on and everything. So, so that was good to hear. Um, my bad and ugly was, what was my bad and ugly? Just having to go through yet another survey, mm -hmm. another survey visit. <laughs> when we were really just starting to really get in the groove of things again, even though we did want them to come back so they could clear us on those tags. Now um, we can get back to business because the big yay is that the majority of corporate now is out of our building because we have no open surveys and we've shown, ha ha ha, we can do it without them there. Uh, also, we were introduced to our new administrator. So we now actually have an actual administrator for our building again, not just our uh, corporate regional administrator sitting in. So hopefully there's a lot more good coming. Yes. That's great. Oh, tell me. Uh, Actually great. Well, oh, here's another good. Mm. Um, this evening, um, I had my grandsons like these little crystals um, that they saw at uh, Hobby Lobby trying when I was there shopping for beads uh, to make jewelry. Mm. And... So, uh, when they saw these, mainly Xavier, I got the notion, and of course, none of you can see, but I'm holding this up for Audra, that it's like a, like an explorer-like crystal. Mm-hmm. Well... The, my grandsons, the younger ones, love these. Uh, they think these are many, many things in their little minds. Mm -hmm. Their little um, imagination. Exactly. So in making jewelry, I was going, we got this one to make Xavier a necklace out of. Mm-hmm. And then, in making jewelry, I thought, ooh, how cool would that be for us to make one of these out of resin and, you know, like epoxy resin. Uh-huh. And then, and then that way, the boys could make them specifically 
the way they wanted, you mm-hmm. know, out of the colors they wanted, putting whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. design on it, whatever. So that's what we did tonight. And man, was it stressful. <laughs> Crafting is hard some days. <laughs> With a five and a six year old, yes, it is. Who. Mm. Who would have thought about all of those different variations? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, that was a good unwinder when um, I got home from work today. Uh, Yes, I had to go in to do paperwork. Mm. It's a joy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, that working woman, wound care, life manager... Uh, world. Hang yeah. on just a second, Audra. I'm so sorry. Mm, no worries. It's your turn now. Okay, so my good, um, since we just need to scooch on into that, um, my, my good, this bad... After about, what, two weeks of just extreme good, extreme good, like between prom and the wedding and, you know, kiddo getting a house and all of those different things, um, my good has been, it's been a rather boring week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which after that much activity is actually really good. Um, My bad is that you know, the insomnia kicked in this week. So I've had trouble sleeping, not necessarily sleeping, but going to sleep. So, um, you know, time to set an alarm to go to bed. Um, one of the goods was yesterday was, um, um, April fool's day, you know, April 1st. Oh yes. Always gotta love April fool's day. Yeah. Today is the second of April, by the way. Um, so anyway, it was, it was April Fool's Day and, um, I had, um, do I need to wait? Oh, hang on one second. So yesterday was April Fool's Day, obviously, if today's the second and Jordan came in yes. to my room and proclaimed at the end of the day, this whole day has been nothing but bullshit. Excuse you, young man. Excuse you, and wow. and then he realized he may have overplayed his April Fool's joke because he said, "Oh no, mom, I was just kidding. It's April Fool's. It's April Fool's joke." And I was like, "Well done. <laughs> well done. Well done." Yep. Okay. Now your mic's too low. It's not picking you up quite as much. There you go. And so, yeah, I died laughing after he left my room and, you know, I'm the adult. That was a good one. I'm a grown-ass adult and I'm the grown-ass adult that gets to curse. You don't get to talk like that, but well freaking Uh played. Yeah, yesterday. That was (laughs) pretty good. Pretty good one, actually. Yeah, it was hysterical. Um, But still, nonetheless, I was like, what? What What did you just say? Exactly. Totally not even thinking that it's April Fool's. Not that that he would do that. And it's, he's not, 
one to curse. So it was, it mm-hmm. just, I was a little dumbstruck and well done. Um, mm. So there was that. Uh, yeah. And then the ugly, I guess, I don't know. I guess the ugly was not sleeping, not going to sleep, not feeling all that great because of it. Um, had a lot of work to do, which is such a good thing. Um, but then, you know, had to work a little bit today. I'll have right. to work some tomorrow. So, um, cause then you get in that fog when you haven't had any sleep mm, or been able to sleep. It's yeah. like, yeah, you do. And then you're not as focused because you're in that fog. And it's like, I, f- I got a lot accomplished when I actually sat down and started listing the as, things I did, yeah. but I had to list the things I did to feel like I accomplished anything. And the problem right. with ADD in that is then I turn around and, you know, I got an email, which then led me to like, let's just do this now. Let's just do this thing now. So I stopped what I should have been right. doing and did that instead. And then everything I had to do to actually do my job, well, then I have to find time to do that now, <laughs> you know, so it, right, was, exactly. it was it was a bit of a mess, but um, it's okay. I got that taken care of. So that was good. Um I guess really that's it as far as the good, bad, and ugly. Now, did you have any pressing thing that you wanted to talk about? Not at this exact moment. Like my brain, I was probably thinking five different things earlier. And now it's like, now my brain is trying to shift from the evening to now. Mm-hmm. I should have wrote them down. I've got actually. I've I've got a little something that I want to talk about because it's been in the news a bit in the last couple of weeks. And I you know, we throw around our our um medical type things and I'm not sure the public at large understands it and understands the implications that these things have for patient care. Um, and that's just culture. Um, because of, you know about this Vanderbilt nurse case that happened in Tennessee. Oh, good. Well, then we're going to get Tanja's fresh take. So her name is Redonda Vaught, I think is her last name. It's Redonda, her first name. Um, she was a nurse at Vanderbilt and she had a patient and a trainee. And, you know, when you have a trainee, um, you're a little off game because you're trying to show them things. Um, she, and then she also, they had Vanderbilt had just switched to Epic, um, documentation system. So you're learning a new system, but you know it well enough. Um, and you're training somebody and she had a patient who had to go down for a CT and they had ordered Versed to be given to her for the CT or PET scan or MRI or whatever it was. Um, so she could be sedated cause she's claustrophobic clearly or whatever. So they went downstairs to CT. She types in VE for Versed instead of VER. She types in VE. Vecaronium comes up, which is a paralytic, um, and she pulls it. Now, there's alerts on the screen, and she's just dismissing him. What people don't understand is you get pop-ups all the time. 
(laughs) And when you're going in and doing an override, you get alarm fatigue. You're just like, stop the freaking pop-ups. Don't forget to do, oh, fuck you. I'm not doing that right now because we're in our, come on. We got stuff to do. She does that. Versed is a liquid, this medication. Happy juice. Versed is happy juice, yeah. Um, This other medication that's a paralytic is actually one of three medications that they give in lethal injections. It's one of the three. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a powder. It has to be reconstituted. Reconstituted. Yeah. You got to take some saline, put it in there, mix it together, then draw it up. Mix it together. That Make the powder into liquid. Right. That also didn't. Or mix into the liquid. Into the liquid to draw up to give to them. That didn't ring a, a, a bell to her. Now, before anyone judges this woman, we could all be her. Any medical professional. Any minute. We could we have could been her. We could all be her. Yeah. Any day, I mean. Any day. Any, yes. any day, any second. Any, any time. Any, any cascade of unfortunate events happen. You had said earlier, oh, I had five or six things I was going to talk to you about, but because of the evening, my brain, I can't remember. So we're people. (laughs) And there's actually this phenomenon when something that's abnormal happens during the day, it messes up your routine to the point where it just messes everything. It throws you off. throws you off. Everything. Everything. And and so- You're like a- plate juggler who's just dropped every plate right and this is how babies end up in hot cars because like you didn't drop them you're trying to catch them because they're falling exactly yes but like you know people are like how could someone leave a baby well if their routine was messed up or it's not them that normally drops the kid off you go on autopilot how many times have people been driving down the road and go how did i get here 16 miles have gone by that i missed because you're just on autopilot. You turn the wrong way down the street. You drive right past your own house. You know what I'm saying? If something hasn't gone quite the way that your day is supposed to. Um, it happens to every person. <laughs> um, so she didn't catch it then either. She gave it to the patient. The patient went into the scan and died, coded. They pulled them out 30 minutes later after their scan and they were dead, um, paralyzed and couldn't speak and probably aware that they were dying and couldn't do anything about it. So a horrific, horrific accident. And after the code was over and they couldn't get her back or they got her into the ICU and then they removed life support 24 hours later, within 24 hours, something like that. This nurse did what nurses do, what medical professionals do. I think I messed up. I think I gave her the wrong drug. I, I think I, I think I did. And they fired her. Um, mm-hmm. They fired her. Mm-hmm. And they buried it. Mm. And then it came back. Because somebody blew the whistle and then the family had it investigated and they settled with that family out of court with a gag order. So the family can't even talk about it Mm -hmm. to give their defense or whatever. 
so the CMS or the state centers for Medicare, Medicaid, or the state or someone, whoever it was, they whistle blue too, also, um, investigated, which then caught the attention of the prosecutors in the state of Tennessee. They charged her with two, well, multiple felony counts of manslaughter and basically murder. Um, and she was convicted in court on two felony counts. And this has had every medical professional and the medical community at large going, what the freaking what? Because just culture. And I've heard just culture, just culture, just culture. And I realized people are like, what does that even mean? Don't have a good grasp of it. In just culture, let me, let me just. And, you know, the worst part about that is that every person that you talk to, if they're being honest, that works in the medical community, will say, but for the grace of God, that one thing stopped me from making a tragic error. Or I have, and we've all made errors. We're human. That's built into the cake. It's baked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and either one thing or one person stopping you or something. She had a trainee, a new medical record system, and was in an unfamiliar department accessing a medical delivery system that wasn't her home base Pixis or whatever medical system they use medication system dispenser you know <sighs> you, you with me on that you, what are your thoughts there i'm no i'm not lost at all mm-hmm. i know really where i stand on this i'm trying to figure out where my Man, atrocity is supposed to be seen at. Mm. <clears throat> because, yes, I am a nurse who I've made a matter yeah. um, more than once, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, to my knowledge, none of those matters have cost any residents their life. Lucky me. There are nurses out there who have caused matters that were severe enough that they took a patient's life not so lucky them I don't feel though that those nurses should not if it cost a patient their life that's a crime but it isn't um, it is it is but it, it, is. Is. it is but it, isn't. it is it's a crime it, it's it, a crime <sighs> if you if you if you cause if a patient's death is caused by a med error that you were the one that punched the pill drew up the injection that being me i would have committed a crime i already committed a crime by a med error because that's actually against the law those are regulations those i would have to face the consequences in my defense though would my attorney bring up the hours that i worked the fact that i was trying to remember everything i needed to 
but also had a trainee and somehow that threw me off my game again you were off your game you caused a matter that cost someone their life mm-hmm. and and let me just tell you this and there are consequences but legally they're never they're very rarely prosecuted legally because doesn't mean right that doesn't mean that that changes right from wrong okay i understand where you're coming from but let's let's pan this out again one of the most dangerous places that you can go in the world is a hospital because there are mm-hmm. people and people mm-hmm. make mistakes and errors like this happen okay it was pretty well, pretty yes but but here is the thing okay so everybody's saying what about just culture And that is what has protected us. These places have malpractice lawsuits that are supposed to cover us for errors like this. We are not supposed to lose our jobs. We already, that woman already, there's nothing that they're going to do to her. Throwing her in jail is not going to do anything to her and her conscience any more than what she's already done herself. Because she was by all accounts a really, really good nurse. So. Yes. I'm None of us got that, that changes that she was a really, really good nurse. No, no. But this is this is one of those things. That Fantastic doctors make mistakes. At, I was going to say the same lives. thing. Doctors, nurses, but they have malpractice I, insurance if, for this purpose. If a doctor caused the death of my loved one, you're going to sue I, them. I would look at. There, there, there's a consequence. You're going to sue them, so but they're not nurse, going to get locked up. The nurse is, I don't know that, sitting here. There are doctors who are sitting behind bars today. But they usually have malice attached to, and it is very hard. Look at Dr. Death in Dallas. That man maimed people purposefully. And it took years to get him locked up. But there are doctors who kill people on accident. You know, again, medical malpractice where there was an injury, maimed, death, didn't mm-hmm. look at a mm-hmm. foot of a diabetic mm-hmm. and they lose a toe. All of these things mm-hmm. happen. And yes, there are consequences. Mm-hmm. They get sued, but they don't get criminally charged and thrown in jail. Same thing with nurses. It's a rare occasion. And this is why people have thrown an absolute fit. Because criminally... Now, can you sue them civilly and get money? Sure. Vanderbilt settled out of court on that one. But here is the... I'm going to read from the American Medical... I mean, the American Nurse Association. um, Position statement on just culture models. Which most places have a just culture. Um... And it addresses two questions, right? The ones that we've kind of started debating right now. One, Mm -hmm. what is the role of punitive sanction in the safety of our healthcare system? Punitive meaning, do they get fired? Do they get criminally charged? Do we throw them under the bus when they make a mistake? And number two, does the threat and or application of punitive sanction as a remedy for human error, like we're going to throw you under the bus, you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your license, and you're going to get tossed in jail. Does that punitive sanction 
Is it a remedy for human error? Does it help our system with, uh, with our safety issues and efforts? The model acknowledges that humans are destined to make mistakes. And because of this, no system can be designed to produce perfect results. Given that premise, human error and adverse events should be considered outcomes to be measured and monitored with the goal of error reduction. That's where you get risk management. That's where you get root cause analysis. That's where you get people looking at these things, measuring them. How many how many catheter-associated urinary tract infections do you have? Who was inserting them? How many days was it into it? How can we fix it? Do you need new catheters to make it easier, to make it less likely to get those? Those kinds of things happen from this, right? Right. And then, so the goal of measuring and monitoring these errors and outcomes that are measured and monitored is to prevent error rather than error concealment and an improved system by design. So they basically say, you know, there's three different, the first is simple human error, at-risk behaviors for people, and then reckless behavior. She didn't act recklessly, but she was charged with a reckless homicide or something ridiculous you know she just and so basically there's a whole position paper from the american nurse association and they they say that they promote collaboration of state government boards of nursing healthcare professional associations hospital long term in the implement of just culture initiatives in every single state they re, they they are continuing to research the effectiveness of this um, and basically they just, it, the whole point is how do we reduce these errors? So if you know that you're going to be arrested and charged criminally, you know, they talk about people dying on the side of the road. You're doing CPR and people dying on the side of the road. Can that family turn around and sue you because you didn't bring them back or they thought you did something wrong if you're a medical professional? No, we're covered under the Good Samaritan law. They can't do that. Um, Ill intent was never her. And the state of Tennessee, the way that the law is written, they had to prove ill intent and they couldn't do it um, for one of the charges. So she didn't get convicted of that um but these things aren't if you look at the data and the numbers and the studies they're not these errors are not criminally prosecuted people's license she went before the board in tennessee after this happened and initially they did nothing until the prosecutor's office charged her criminally and then they ripped her license Yes. Um, but the number, there are doctors behind bars. There's a lot of pharmacists behind bars because they're selling pills, um, especially with the opioid yes. um, a, a pro- problem right now, mm-hmm. as they should be, as they should be. Right. Um, yes. Because yes. you're given a, a public trust and you've just broken it. Um, you just broke it. And so, but a lot of these errors they're not concealed. They are tracked. They're monitored. There's, there's, you know, re-education that's involved. So what a lot of 
people are talking about in regard to her case is that she immediately came forward and said, I made a mistake. I made a made an error. And they fired her for it instead of looking at the system that they created that caused all these errors as well as her behavior and provide re-education to her and provide changes within their system. Even our system, who's states and states away, looked at what they did, looked at what they did and made changes to... Okay, so then a med error, like mm, you gave... 10 more milligrams of Lasix than you're supposed to versus you killed someone. Do you think that those should carry the same consequence? No. So, oops, med error. No, no. But also, who's going to know that you gave 5 or 10 more milligrams of Lasix than you should have if you don't own up to it? Well, you would have to own up to it. And would you um, own up to it if you thought that you were going to get fired for it? That you were going to get written up for I would, it? I would. I would. You and I are different. Who, who I you are. Am. Exactly. Yeah. But do you yeah. think that the public I, at large, is that going to change how they state? They already try to conceal their mistakes and errors. Don't you think that it's going to increase it? Because now, not only are you going to get fired and lose your job as a single parent, as a as a somebody who's paying your way to go through school to become a nurse, you're going to lose the chance of being a nurse. You're going to lose your entire career and you're going to get locked up. I think it's those that are still going to conceal it and hide it are still going to conceal it and hide it. And those that it's ingrained in them that they're, they have to tell they're still going to tell. I don't, I disagree. I think there are people that are on the fence. I mean, that's okay. Of course. Yeah. I think that there's people that would be on the fence that if they, they, they were facing consequences of this nature of this type of punitive nature, it's going to increase concealment. People are not going to be as readily willing to say, I screwed up. Yeah. Possibly um, so. That are still, again, decent people just trying to protect themselves in a situation like this. And then don't cancel out those alarms. Pay attention to every one of them. I agree. And no matter what, you're going to have to pay attention to it. I know, but that's real simple to say, you, you, except you, alarm fatigue. No, it, it's not. Uh, <clears throat> it's that you have to pay attention. You do. In the medical field, sometimes it is life and death in our hands. Yeah. Not sometimes, typically every and, day. And do you want that weighing on you? No. You know what I mean? So at some point, no matter how fatigued we are, you still, you have, we have to pay attention. We can't get in that hurry. We can't no go matter. on autopilot. You know, it's like, okay, it's like we've said, we know there are corners that you can cut at times. And then there are those corners that sometimes you should never Mm-mm. cut. And... 
I just sit and I think, I'm like, if she would have just put in Medazolam instead of Versed, if you'd have just put if it she in. she was if, that tired, would she have just called in that day? She wasn't tired. She really wasn't tired. She had a trainee. Okay, exhausted. If, if all of that, no. It, you know what if, I mean? It was like. that's what it was. She had a trainee. She was in a different department. She was training her and showing her, and they had a new medical system. So she's just. And by God, you damn sure better have paid attention to every one of them freaking alarms going off. I understand it. I get that point to a point. But again, I also can put myself in her shoes and say, but for the grace of God. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that we didn't, that one of the errors that we've made along the path of our, you know, 50 some odd years of working in the medical field combined, probably 60, something like that. At this point that, that we've made many, many, many mistakes. And we are just fortunate that none of them have ended in tragedy to the point that we cause permanent harm to somebody. You know what I mean? Like just, we're lucky. Yes. In that way. We're just lucky that it wasn't us. Yes. <laughs> but I would think, no. If you're having to shut off that many alarms, then yes, you you need to slow down and pay attention. Well, and she had to you get a saying yeah. No. She had to get an no. she had to do an override. I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's no, the thing. Here's the thing. You Listen, have, especially you have a trainee. Yes, if you're which is why she was alarms, showing how her how to do an override. So here's the thing. You have a new medical system. And you're upstairs and you go down mm -hmm. to radiology where you're not a permanent person. You have to first enter and she had to enter an override just to get in to be able to dispense the medication to herself because that's not her department. Oh, let me show you how to do this real quick. This is how you override it. Yeah, you Epic will give you alarms if you try to pull a Band-Aid and an aspirin out at the same time. It'll be like, you can't do this. This is contraindicated. Oh, shut up. I'm just trying to do my job. Alarm fatigue is real, where these alerts just pop up and pop up and pop up right. and pop up. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, again, and, yes, there were stops along the way where those mis this mistake could have been stopped. And maybe, and definitely it should have. I know she wishes it had for damn sure. There's not a day mm -hmm. that goes by that this woman doesn't think of that patient and, that, and their family. I promise mm -hmm. you. I promise I you. I promise you from this day forward, she will forever. Yeah. Not go a day without thinking of them. Yep. Yep. And it's an unfortunate. It's a tragedy. It's tragedy heartbreaking. That didn't have to happen. No. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. heartbreaking for the family. And it affected, and it didn't just affect the family of the loved one that passed away. No, it now affects this woman's family. Yep, there's now a secondary set of victims in this it, horrific tragedy, yep. and and it has affected every healthcare system around the country country because i'm telling yeah. you we are yeah. several states from tennessee it's a hard hard day's drive to get from here to tennessee 
Um, one, one thing might be not to allow healthcare people's programs to be fucking impossible made by people who sit on high at a freaking desk yeah on high life who have have never touched a patient on the floor and have never touched a patient Mm -hmm. nor have you touched a patient in how many years no some of them have never touched a patient they are simply it software developers Mm -hmm. And then the yes, other ones that have touched patients, you're right. They haven't touched patients in 60 years. I'm, it's an over-exaggeration. But, yeah, they're just sitting up there making but up close. shit. Hmm, it's but probably close. close. It is probably close. Uh-huh. The last time they're, they touched patients was when they were in clinicals. And they're saying, oh, when I would have been on the floor, here's what would have helped me. Yes, that was many a moons ago. Mm-hmm. Now we need x y and z and we don't need to have to click four different buttons just to show that we administered one medication Mm -hmm. and really stop having so many fucking choices come down in so many windows make me have to type it out sorry well and i mean if they would have just this is my thing is if they would have just made her type three letters instead of two to pull that medicine up. Just make them put in three letters. Which is odd because usually you do. Mm-hmm. Ours, is a three, ours is a three and three rule. Is a three or four. Yes. Mm-hmm. Usually you have to put in at least three or four. And you can't. And I think in our system you cannot use brand name. So you would have had to put in MID for the midazolone or whatever. You couldn't put in like Versed. You, mean you have to use the generic? I'm sorry, yes. The generic as opposed to the brand. So you have to use, like, we would have to say midazolone instead of Versed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, what is it? Celexa and Celebrex. Because C-E-L, C-E-L. Well, so you can get yourself yes. into trouble with those. Trouble, yes. Um, it, when you use generics, well, and some brand names... There are three or four different generic brands or or, um, generic names, or it could be maybe a combination of two. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And some programs are very hard to understand. And they are. Some of them are counterintuitive. They're not really just... They're not user-friendly. They're definitely... There's not... There are very few that are user-friendly. Like, home care, home base is pretty... Very few. Home care, home base is pretty user-friendly for home health um, purposes, but that has its errors. You have to go system by system by system when you're doing your head-to-toe assessment. Instead of you ask them a question about, do you have any skin issues or whatever? And then they say, oh, yeah, I have this one... Uh, shingles outbreak but and it's oh is it painful then you start talking about pain and their medications pain. well you can't you Before, have to just remember when they had no pain and right yeah. but you have you you have to go from head to toe oh. you can't skip around and go let's go to pain and talk about that let me type in that and let, let's click over here and look at your medications no you have to just go system by system so i have to store that and remember it well that leaves it open for error on my documentation. Mm-hmm. So home care, right. home base, even as friendly as it is and as good as it is with helping you with Oasis, filling all that out and 
the way that the program works is beautiful and it's pretty intuitive it still has its problems because somebody decided that you needed to go from start to freaking finish instead of skipping around and you know what i'm thinking about this story now is that this is unfortunately a story where it doesn't pay to be the honest one because what are the chances had she not come forth that this person's passing would have been contributed to it was initially that's what i'm saying you know it would have just stayed that way yeah oops yeah just happened but how many of those do you think there are yeah and there will be I more that i've seen a number that big before yeah, I mean, there, there'll be more. Mm-hmm. There'll be more. There be. If mm-hmm. people aren't incentivized by this just culture to come forward to say, I really made a mistake. We're, mm-hmm. You follow the incentive. People are only as good as it's their incentives. Another, it's just another example that people will hide whatever they need to when the benefit is greater than the risk. Absolutely. Unfortunately, absolutely. And when you have been... Can you really trust people? No, no. And unfortunately, you know, when you've been on the receiving end of that type of a breach of trust, um, it makes you a more honest person. And it also Mm -hmm. makes you so intolerant of dishonesty in that way um Mm -hmm. but and um in the medical community the hospital is dangerous enough already for falls errors medical mistakes um negligence uh, so many different things that they would be sorry to interrupt you but you would think that and and maybe there's there are theirs are and I'm just not aware because I just didn't feel as comfortable in the hospital scene as I did in long-term care and dementia Mm -hmm. Um, that their surveys their inspections would be more uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Scrutinized. Stricter. They're scrutinized, scrutinized more. Right. And they're not. They're really, they're, not. they're more about, are you following your policies? And are you following your processes? Like, do you follow your policies, processes in performing your duties? And as long as they have processes in place. So this kind of loops back around, right? It's important for these processes to have seen medical errors, monitored their results, and implemented strategies to create a more safe environment. But if you don't have people telling you that they're screwing up, well, it's just going to get more dangerous in an already dangerous system because of understaffing, because of moral injury and fatigue and, you know, people people being people and having to take abuse just physical and emotional and mental abuse literally it should do the opposite it's it turned upside down like the yep. whole world is upside yep. down this is not the way this should be 
Um, nope. And we're not going to fix it, but I did because people just keep throwing out just culture, just culture. The yeah. American Nurse Association um, and pretty much anywhere has position statements on just culture. And there are mazillions of um, absolutely bazillions of studies on just culture and how it does, in fact, improve safety patient outcomes, patient safety outcomes, I should say safety outcomes for patients, patient safety outcomes, all of that. It improves it. Having just culture where there's not punitive, where you're re-educated. Now, in certain circumstances where a patient passes away, she would have expected to get fired. Yes. Yes. And go before the board. That's going to help them in their lawsuit and their settlement. They're going to have to fire her. Okay, that's fine. Like I would have expected, God forbid, but if this were me, I would have expected to get fired and drugged before the state board board of nursing and pled my case with my lawyer talking because I couldn't do it. I would be in a catatonic state. In a catatonic state, yes. I would not be good for myself because I could not imagine bearing the guilt of doing that to anyone. I just couldn't. Me neither because I know what the Lasix did to me. And I can imagine myself making an error. Like I can just, you know, I've done it before. So I could see myself. I just put myself in her shoes and I'm just mortified for her. I'm just like, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. And think how sick she was. Is. That she had to utter those words and the reason she had to say i think i've made a mistake is because she was so sick to her stomach she had to make the swirling stop yeah for a minute yeah and then to have everything like this happen i just so i but i would never really consider that they just don't prosecute you know what i mean like they're gonna get sued they're gonna settle out of court but these aren't in today listen, in today's world people are so and we've been here for a minute mm-hmm. people are so i'll just take them to court i'll sue i'll oh, sue oh sue civilly i could sue i'll sue i'll sue i'll sue and i would I have can't. thought i would have thought that they would have probably tried to sue me personally in civil court you know what i'm saying like Take me to court and... I think they're trying to make an example out of... I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I really you know, don't. You know what make, I really think it is? Out of. I think it honestly has to do with... Like, again, people are only as good as they're incentivized. I think they caught wind of it. And I think that it that everyone knew Vanderbilt was in trouble. Because Vander... You know, and it's Vanderbilt, for God's sake. They're known for their medical everything like research and all of that and i think that their research and their status was compromised so you know what they did instead they, they threw her ass directly under the bus to take the spotlight save off herself. of their state and that's how exactly. they chose to do it the state funding yes. the vanderbilt yep, money all of that they had to save their self they had to save their self so under the she best. was collateral damage she sure was they could care less about it i don't think it they're trying saved, to make an example i think they're just saved, trying to save their money it saves them in all aspects yeah just put in the spotlight aspects. on her make it her fault to, to tear her down yeah 
you know, goes back to uh, what's the saying? Um, you know, you're you're putting someone under the spotlight, you know, to get yourself out, out from, from under it. Exactly. You know? The best way to get me yeah. out of the spotlight is to mm-hmm. shine one on you. Um, yep. And so get the whistle away from me, I'm going to blow it on you. Exactly. And then now they're going to be digging into you while I can be shredding and tearing up and covering my shit up. Mm hmm. And continue forth yeah. as yeah. if nothing yep. happened. And I right. think um, I just I, I, you know, I start looking at this and I start thinking about overthinking everything because I do. Um, it's my that's my superpower, um, or one of them. Um, and so, um, basically looking at it and saying, how many more people are going to, um, commit suicide because of this, you know? Right. Or how many do we know that we couldn't figure out what happened? Right. Okay, I make a medical error. They're going to find out. When they find out, they're going to take me to jail. I can't live with this. I'm going to kill myself. You know what I mean? Like When all I wanted to do was help people. Help people. I just got in this to help people. And I think that's the biggest tragedy is that we've... <laughs> yet another one goes down for another damn reason. We already have enough, you know, moral injury people leaving the, the, the profession. Um, and suicide rates at a high assault at a high um, staffing ratios at a low and you know like start at a high too which is creating a morale issue on top of on top of on top of and now we have this to fucking worry about too you gotta be out of your mind you know it's like and God. here's the thing now what if if you make it through your jail term what are you, you going to do? do? Like, really, what are you going to do? I what? wonder, do you have to file special paperwork to, well, yeah, you would have to. Would you be eligible to get your student loans deferred while you were, or would they continue to grow interest? They would continue I'm to grow I'm just asking interest. for a friend. Interest. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, interest okay. would continue on your student loans. That's what I thought. And you're talking about people who have sacrificed. Listen, listen think, people. You're, most of us start when we're in our, I mean, and, and God bless you who have, who have decided in your 30s and 40s to become nurses. Something's wrong with you. Welcome to the fold. Happy to have you here. But for the most Boy, part. what were you thinking? <laughs> for the most part, we deferred partying in our 20s, you know what I mean, to a point. To study. I mean, we still party. Don't get me wrong, but we still there were things that we missed out on to go to clinicals because we, there was um, sleep we missed to get up to be at clinicals at six in the morning. There was. I did not. I was losing that sleep because I was a young mother, a yeah. single mother. At that, I chose to go to nursing school when uh, my youngest was finally in school all day long. Uh, I just partied and suffered through it. Exactly. Yeah. So you lost at a at a older age, but yes. Yeah, exactly. And so still, you, still, it was at an older age. But you look at it and you say, "Okay, I ran on two to four hours of sleep for eighteen months, 
And I turned around and did it again in RN school. No kidding. Something's seriously wrong with me. And that's probably Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I did. I did it for 18 18 months to get through LPN school of living on two to four hours of sleep for 18 damn months. All because Mm -hmm. I had a drive and a passion to help people. To become a nurse. To uphold this profession that we hold in this high esteem and we know that we are charged with one of the most trusted professions on earth and no one who makes it through nursing school and get passes the boards takes that lightly that's not something that we just put our oh i think there are people that do take that lightly do they last sailed through those that sailed through i don't know why did they do it to begin with um, and how I, do you sail through? Because clinicals is I clinicals and nursing school are hard. People that were so book smart that they had a memorization. Yes. Okay, but oh, I yes. have that. I had some of those in my class today, to this day. I have. Yes. I have. I'm. I had the ability. I have the book smart. I could study that stuff and, and memorize still it nurses today and i wouldn't let him take care of me if i was dying i know this but at some point in clinicals everyone looked at them and went do you know what i'm saying like in clinicals mm-hmm, but we they s- still made it they see at my class in my class in my still made it in my school they weeded those suckers out nope nope <sighs> okay Mm-mm. so there are people who do take it lightly but i don't think that's the majority but I, it may not be the majority. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah. And I think that the callousness and the coldness comes in later when we've experienced a little too much. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. this is just another, mm-hmm. it just feels like another pile on because I am Redonda. You are Redonda. Anyone who's ever worked out in this profession, on the floors, in the field, have been redonda. Maybe not that we've killed someone, but we've fucked up. We've made mistakes. And Mm -hmm. we're just really Mm -hmm. lucky that they didn't die from them. So. Yes. What are you listening to? (laughs) I'm shifting. Um, Caleb. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, what are you listening to? I have been listening to a little bit of um, Z Dog MD on this subject specifically. Um, I did see he ha- he has had a couple of new uh, posts and recordings that yep. I've wanted to catch up with. I thought I would while I was at work earlier today uh, doing some documentation, but no. Um, actually, I listened to Maroon Five then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, VPZD show. I listened to one of those. Uh, I have not, I'm, I'm behind on true crime garage and I am, um, also behind on, I know, I know. Um, but that's only because thank you very much, Rachel, um, who listens to the show and, uh, recommended the crime of the century by Dennis Brio and William J. Martin. Um, this is actually a story I didn't realize happened um so everybody knows about the bell tower shooting on yeah the texas university of texas you know shooting back in the 60s um 
But just before that were race riots and things like that in Kansas City and in Chicago. And, you know, this was all heating up and building to the true civil rights movement. But um, Richard Speck went into a dorm of student nurses and murdered them all except one. All. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, in, I thought... No, no, there was one. There was one that hid underneath um, a bed. A bed, And she yep. moved from one side to the other side. To the other side. So that's why he couldn't find her, um, because the blanket was hanging down, and he couldn't find her. Um, and so this is, this is about, about um, the crime of the century at that particular point was this. It was a bloody mess. Um, mm-hmm. And he was, oh, God. Anyway, it is a fantastic, uh, no, it is a fantastic, The thing, it starts out, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And it is so good about very methodically laying out what he did leading up to that, what he did um, during the murders, and he sexually assaulted all of them. At least one, they say, that can be proven, but the... One witness said he sexually assaulted all of them. Um, and then he murdered murdered them all. Um, and uh, so it goes through that. And I'm, I'm not quite finished with it. It gets after the point of like leading up to and the murders. And then it switches to telling you about the the actual attorney, which is the Martin who wrote the book. He's, he was the attorney. Um, and, and one of the ones who wrote the book anyway. And, um, man, it's good. It's, it's just really the way that it lays it out. It's very clinical in Mm. breaking down the crimes themselves and, um, and how she hid and what happened to all of those girls and who they were. And, you know, just was tragic, 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 tragic. I have heard something actually about that, mm-hmm. but never the book or, of course, read it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, it got it got a little into the weeds once Martin started telling you about how he became a lawyer, and um, I was yeah. like, I don't care about you. I just want to wants to sing it, <laughs> sing his own. Praise. Not so much. It just gets into the weeds of like, I don't care where you went to con- the country. Cl- I don't care what country right. club you went to to meet this guy to be appointed to this. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just get back to the story. I don't care about you. <laughs> just like the role right. you just played. Get back to the story. The role you played, perfect. Tell me about that. But how you that your history? Got I don't there? care. No. I care about right. the girl's history that got murdered. I care about a little bit about Speck and how he ended up there um, uh-huh. and who he was, but not a, not a lot about who he was. I was more interested right. in what those nurses, you know, but that's just me because right. I'm a nurse and I want to know. But what a tragedy to have that many. I mean, it was like seven student nurses he, he raped and killed. Yeah. Like, God, really? Really? Re- really? I know. Yeah. I know. So... That's what I've been listening to. <laughs> but sometimes it's interesting to see what has happened to cause someone that that yeah. 
that's that's where they take it. That's their way of dealing with something, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think he really intended to murder them. Somebody pissed him off at the crime. It, basically, two girls show up and surprised him and then tried to run away and he killed them. And that's what it tripped the trigger for the rest of those girls. And it just the the organ that our brain is and just how things affect us and our behavior and our ability to do things mm-hmm. yeah. good or bad yeah you know and when the philosophy of crime Sorry, my glasses and headphones are like being weird yeah, not working together very well this evening. James Renner, when I listened to um, the Philosophy of Crime, his podcast, he um, he he talks about that he took the sociopath test, um, the one that's like takes three hours to complete or whatever, and he um, he scored very high on either sociopath or psychopathy like he's truly a sociopath but his mother's very nurturing and very kind and very sweet and if he hadn't had that like his brain processes as a sociopath's brain processes but his mother instilled virtue and kindness and love in him so he doesn't act like a sociopath, which is so strange, you know, but he has, um, your mic's down up. I mean, I can't hear you, but he does have the organic part of it in his brain. He has the, he has the nature, but the nurture saved him from it. If his mother had been harsh on him or critical or a horrible person, he could have been a mass murderer or God knows what, you know? So yeah, the brain is a fascinating, like, well, that's interesting. It's fascinating at the same time. It's almost kind of freaky. Yeah, it is. It's very scary. You know, that goes to what some would say that it's a little bit of both what is ingrained, what, what's taught to you, what's, or, or your upbringing with your makeup mm-hmm. and how you're you're wired, so to speak. Oh yeah, and that debate of nurture versus nature has been going on for so so long, and I think pretty much the world at large. The dawn has, of time. Yeah. Absolutely, I think the world at large has come to see that it's a combination of both. Right. You it's know, trying to find that that balance, balance. that perfect balance. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else or any final thoughts on our discussion? I sort of ended it, but. No. Okay. No. All right. See you all in the stacks next week. Until then. I want to take a minute to thank you for listening, sharing, and engaging with us. Subscribing and following our social media pages. Your feedback is invaluable to us. It helps us to know the stories and chapters to seek out. It helps to make us better. And we can't tell you how much that means to us. 
You can find links to all of our social media pages and everywhere we can be streamed on our Flow page. That's www.flow.page slash not in the textbooks podcast. If you have a second, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review us. Five star, please. It really does help out the show. Remember, we're in the middle of figuring out the crazy stories of our lives, so create a little kindness. Show some love and compassion, and if you can't because your chapter is just too hard right now, we're here for you and we're rooting for you, so just Just keep going. going. We hope to see you back here in the stacks digging up some stories and chapters for next week.